0: High School Football on Round Guy Radio was brought to you by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions, and Farmers Co-op of and Vision Ag of Kyota and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. The playoffs are brought to you by the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland. Iowa we've got Coach Doherty with us as we're talking Fort Madison Bloodhounds, and they have uh some very good and exciting news as somehow uh, the dice rolled their way and they got into the playoffs. Uh First of all, congratulations, Coach.
1: Hey, thanks, and thanks for having me back on.
0: So tell me about the moment you found out that you guys uh, actually made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it was kind of uh, after the game uh, at Washington. You know, we met in the end zone, and we weren't sure if that was the last time we were going to meet or not. It was kind of a weird weird moment. Um, So we were talking to our kids, not sure again if if this is it or or not. We'll, We'll find out when we find out. Um, got a team break. Everybody got loaded up on the bus heading home. And all of a sudden my phone started blowing up from other coach friends of mine. And, um, I said, you're in, I'm like, where where, where are you seeing this at? So got a couple of websites and pulled it up myself. And, um, it was kind of cool because I sent it to our group chat of, of guys on the bus and they were sleeping and you could hear them starting to rustle around. Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then all of a sudden, they just started cheering and excited. So it's kind of a cool way to find out. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're excited. Well,
0: Scotty and I have been doing this for three years. So with 3A, 4A, and 5A, uh, we've had nine chances to put somebody in the playoffs. Uh, And we've done it three times. And you've done it twice of the three times. Uh, uh, Man, uh, it's tough. Just really, really tough. You know, there was a team in – I don't know one A or two A that they got in the playoffs with two wins. Yeah. Uh yeah. Here yeah, six wild. wins, seven wins is no no even guarantee that you'll even sniff the playoffs. Right. Right. But uh, the the competition is tough. But you really uh, gritted out a a a bunch of wins this year. I thought well, you six and three now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it all starts back on last Friday night. So I guess that's where this story is going to start. Uh, you roll uh into the Washington Demons over to Case Field, which is a really tough place to play. Uh um they they've got all their wins there this year. Um and this ain't no gimme. Uh they have they got a pretty dang stout uh, uh run defense up there. Uh yes, sometimes they put a lot of points on the birds, sometimes they struggle to put points on the board. Uh uh but this tell me a little because it seemed like a pretty hard fought win for you.
1: Yeah, it was. It, you know, we knew it was gonna be a um a, a, t- a tough matchup, obviously. Anytime that you play Washington, um, they're they're physical. They're they're big kids, um, you know. And they they scored on us first, so it was kind of a, a hey, let's wake up and freaking go here moment for our defense. And so we were down seven nothing. We ended up responding, and and uh, we were in the we're, we we should have scored a couple more times. You know, it's one of those could have, would have, should have things, but. Uh, um, we just we felt like we were in control of the game the entire time. Never once did I ever feel like oh no, um, even though the score wasn't you know um, really really good looking and on our side I guess. But uh, you know, we ended up winning 21-7. Like I said, we were down there several different times and didn't come away with points, which is a problem. That's something that we're going to have to fix, especially going into this week. Uh, you can't you can't do that against you know teams like Solon, So Hopefully, we learn some lessons and give ourselves some opportunity this coming
0: Friday. Well, uh, first, I want to talk about the defense. Um, Scotty and I don't, don't always have a formal process. You know, sometimes we're talking to each other. The next thing you know, we're handing out some awards. Uh, Scotty named a couple players, defensive players of the year. Uh, one was uh, the Cobra, Russell Coyle, uh, and Teague Smith of, of your team. Uh, Tell me why? Why uh, is Scotty Melvin so on on the mark here with this call? And uh, there's a lot of great defensive players out there. Why is Teague Smith a cut above uh, your general, really good defensive player?
1: Well, that's awesome. What a what an accomplishment for Teague. Uh, he's uh, he's a fantastic kid. You know his story is uh, that a lot of people don't know. I guess is that he was he played five mo- months post. ACL surgery um, he played in our very first game that was his goal rehabbing all summer and he kept telling us you know I'm playing week one and we were kind of laughing I'm, i in my head I thought no way absolutely no way is this dude playing week one um, but that kid he he worked his butt off and he did everything that he needed to do and we got him and we were actually going to have him on a pitch count and he ends up playing the whole game so um, that's just kind of who Teak Smith is he's a tough gritty kid um, you know, it's not always flashy, but he finds a way. He's going to have his, his nose around the ball at all times. And he's real physical, football savvy, uh, just a, a really, really good football player and an even better kid.
0: Well, defense is a big part of what you guys are doing. I remember you roll up quite a few points uh, against Centerville, but I remember a really hard-fought, low-scoring game with uh, Burlington, another one with Keokuk another one with Fairfield and another one with Washington uh, where you put up enough points to win, but it wasn't, you know, overwhelming or anything. So talk to me about Teague and his cohorts there. Maybe he plays a leadership role uh, of getting other people in there, but uh, what is it about your, your defense that's been kind of the leader of of the pack this year?
1: Yeah, I think we've got a bunch of guys that, that really enjoy defense, which is, um, a little bit strange, I, I think, uh, uh, as opposed to other years. Um, you know, most people want to score touchdowns. These guys want to stop people from scoring touchdowns. Which, as a coach, you got to love those guys because um, you know they—they're really defense is a major part of the, the game. Obviously, defense wins championships. They say, and um, our defense has kept us in a lot of games when our offense is not playing very well. Um, and you know you look at some of these dogfight games if our defense gives up another score we, we lose you know our offense is not putting a lot of points on the board at certain times against Burlington and Fairfield and we're just we're sludging through mud and the defense is just giving us a shot giving us a shot and um you know we're we're really thankful Travis Cullen is our defensive coordinator first year guy he's doing such a fantastic job he's a he's a brain man and he gets these kids knowing what they're supposed to be doing and believing in what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, just real physical, physical group.
0: Well, uh, you added Chuck Banks, you've got a good staff. How much of the success of your team is your assistant coaches?
1: Uh, It's all of them, you know, surround yourself with, with great people. They say, and that was my number one thing. I want to be around great people and um, I've done that. I, I uh, don't say this lightly. I think I have the best staff and every single one of those guys is, is so valuable to our program and to me um, and just the, the whole system. Um, it's, it's awesome. I, 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 100% trust them. They have autonomy in what they're doing. Um, you know, we work so well together. Those guys are, are the best. I love them so much.
0: Well, uh, I, uh, um, a little bird, uh a little bird named chuck banks uh told me uh uh that that was your 30th win and you were the the, the fastest to get 30 wins of any fort madison coach
1: yeah that's true i guess
0: <laughs> but uh so uh that's a pretty good accomplishment um the wins kind of piled up I, I don't believe that you took over a program that uh was lighting up the the winds uh Fort Madison didn't always have a, a, a great tradition, but you seem to have brought one in here. What do you think it was uh, that you did that, that you know, started putting some wins on the board?
1: Well, I'm not sure if people really know, you know, I guess my, my story, but uh, I was an assistant coach at Fort Madison for 10 years. And, you know, I I, I was under several different coaches. That was kind of the, the deal at Fort Madison. Even when I was a player, I played there. Um, just a swinging door for coaches. I mean, coaches would come and go, come and go. We never had any consistency. And finally, um, you know, when Schiffman left, um, he, he sat me down, we had a a talk and he told me, he said, I think that you're the guy for the job. I think that you need to apply for it. And I'll be honest, I didn't apply for it in the past because, um, one of my best buddies who I played high school football with and was on our staff, he was applying for it and I didn't want to go against him. Well, he, uh, when Schiffman was leaving, this was uh, right around the time he was having a second child. He said, "I need some time, so I'm gonna step away from football." And I asked him, "Do you mind if I throw my name in there?" And he said, "No, um, please do." So I did. Um, he's coaching now for us at, at the middle school level and doing a great job. But it's just kind of crazy how it all worked out. But I guess the reason I'm telling you that is, is I was under a lot of different head coaches and saw how they they did things and. I learned a lot. I learned some of the things that I wanted to do and some of the things that I didn't want to do when I became a head coach. And um, also, I I had a great experience in college. My college head coach was a phenomenal man. Um, I remember about two minutes on my recruit trip thinking, God, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. So um, I've just had a lot of of great experiences and and even the the ones that aren't great learning experiences um, and I've learned from them. And then, you know, like I said earlier, surrounding myself around good people. I mean, that was that was the first thing that I did when I thought about throwing my name in the ring was I need to go out and I need to get some position coaches. Who do I want? And we have a lot of guys on our staff who um, have been with me for the whole time. So it's been crazy. And, And the kids don't really understand it. We were just talking to them. Uh, last week, trying to get them fired up for practice, and they seemed kind of, kind of in a lull. And I said, I don't think you guys realize that you're playing for something there. Like, there's a, there's a chance for a, a playoff here, and they've become kind of used to being in those games, which I guess is a good thing. But uh, you know, I remember several, several years of as an assistant coach sitting there. And you're already out of it by week five. And you're, what are you playing for? You're just playing because you know football's awesome and we love to play it. But you know that there's going to be no postseason. There's there's nine games and, and that's it. And that's a it's not a fun feeling. Um, and you know you never know when you're going to go back there. You just keep working and hope that you don't go back there.
0: Okay. Well, uh, uh, let's get back to this this game here and talk about the offensive side. Of the ball. Uh, you got 21 points on the board uh, against a real tough team. Was it was it uh. Kind of hard sledding,
1: running the ball against this team. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we knew uh, up their box was going to be good. Um, we knew that they would be tough up front, so we struggled a little bit to get some uh, some run lanes going early. But then in the, the uh, third quarter, we put together a, a long drive where we were just chug a lugging and, and pounding the rock. And um, we I feel like that took a lot of wind out of their sails. And um, you know, it was nice for us to see where we throw the ball a lot. We throw it because we want to, not because we we have to. And our offensive coordinator made a joke. He said, "I, I think I passed out twice from all the run calls, I, run play calls I had to call." Uh, but we were moving the ball, and that's what we wanted to keep doing. We kept kept moving the chains, taking time off the clock, and it was a it was a it was a good night. Uh, Marcus Guzman and Hayden Scoviano, the two leading rushers there. Uh, it's a two-headed monster. We've got a quarterback that can run the ball. It's fantastic. He likes running the ball. He's looking for contact. Um, and we've got one heck of a running back. And then our backup running back now is Tristan Marshall, who um, was on the line, and, and uh, we brought him back to running back, and he can he can pound the rock too. So we've got some bruisers there.
0: Yeah, you, you certainly do. Uh, but you are, are capable of moving the ball through the air. You've got some pretty good uh, um, wide receivers, don't you?
1: we absolutely do yeah and so uh, i believe every single one of our our receivers had a catch on on friday marcus does a good job of spreading the ball out so um we've got a couple um like our, our two wide outs kate denning i know had a catch and leif boating had a couple catches both those guys great hands they're great route runners and um they, they'll catch it if you throw it to him majority of the the balls that are thrown their way they come down with so um it's pretty nice having those and then we've got inside guys we've been moving around a couple guys caleb bolander's been steady there for us and then we put uh henry morris there since we lost henry wiseman and morris is doing a great job i mean he's been kind of our utility player we're moving him around putting him here putting him there and he's just a really good athlete and he's learning every week and getting better and better well
0: uh, how, uh, uh looks like your, your special teams at least did nothing if they didn't do anything else they put uh they must have hit on all their extra point attempts and and, and in a lot of ways that's enough uh yeah but, but what else yeah. did they do uh, uh tell me how special teams performed in this last game
1: uh we 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 used the punt team this time and and they got off a nice punt um uh, so two weeks ago or i guess yeah two weeks ago now we didn't have to use the punt we've got a really good punter and a good punt coverage team they, they do a good job of getting down there doing what they're supposed to do protecting um pats are, are big and going three for three and that's our our i don't want to say second kicker because all of those guys are fully capable but uh we took our, our main pat guy and field goal guy from the last two years and he's now our holder and so uh what a what an awesome kid i mean he was chasing some some records and stuff but he was the guy that said you know what I, I'm, I'm gonna hold so that we can make sure we get these and he's done a great job for us and that's lake boating
0: wow uh he's a great player Scotty Melvin also has been been in my ear about Lake boating for three years just told me uh, what a great player he is and he's a big asset and he's a big reason why you are uh, in the playoffs uh anything else about special teams you want to mention? Nope.
1: Just, um, you know, we believe in all three sides of the ball. We train them really hard and proud of our special teams. Well,
0: is there anything else about this game you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no, it was nice to, nice to get to Washington and get a, get a win. I mean, it's not, it's not an easy task for anybody.
0: Well, none of it's an easy task. All these, you know, uh, uh, Southeast Iowa teams take, take turns, uh, beating each other cause everybody's good. And, and, and while you came out on top of them, uh, uh, they all pushed you as hard as they could too. Um, uh, it was a pretty great season really. If you want to, if you, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of times it's Winfield against, you know, uh, some team that ain't won any games and it's 80 to nothing, uh, by halftime, but right. your, your games are never like that. You can never, a uh, uh, blink hardly, uh, in, in your games, but, but, uh, um, playoffs, uh, is not an eighty to nothing uh prospect. It's a it's a hard fought win and if nothing else this season has prepared you that way. But uh let's talk about this playoff match that you got.
1: Yeah, we're playing the number two seed, Solon. Um, you know, Solon football historically is is elite. I mean they're they're good. They used to be in our district actually several years ago and so um it's a different coaching staff now and obviously different kids, but Uh, we've we've been there we know we know how good they are the standard is the standard even though that they've they've got a new coach Um, and the the standard is extremely high I mean they don't accept anything below and uh, you know there's a reason why they're they're seeded number two and they're eight and one on the season right now Um, they're they're just tough they're physical Um, they don't I don't. I don't. They don't run anything extremely flashy. They line up and say, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do," and they're really damn good at it. So um, they're they're a tough team, man, and it's gonna be a tough task. And our guys, we gotta be ready. We're working on finishing up our game plan here and uh, gonna give ourselves a a, a chance schematically. And um, it's gonna have to go and and play play a really good football game.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit of, uh, uh, about the size. Uh, I haven't seen him this year, but I did see him a, a little bit here and a little bit there the last couple of years, and he just looks so dang big. Uh, uh, are they as big as they've been?
1: Yeah, they're, they're huge up front. Um, and you know, we saw that the last couple of weeks and maybe the caliber is a little bit different. Um, I believe Aaron Campman's their, their O-line co- coach, so that's, you know, that's pretty cool, um, for them. So, you know, that they're well coached and, uh. They are big they're very big but that's not something that we're we're not used to we're undersized and and we've been undersized i would say in every single one of our games this year um our um, our offensive line is not very big but they're fast and they're strong and um you know big big doesn't always matter um we've faced a couple teams that yeah they were big but they didn't move well so our kids move really really well Um, but this week these guys are big and they move well so we're gonna to have to be really technical and we're gonna to have to trust in our techniques and, and trust in our jobs and do the, the the hard things because the hard things are the right things and um you know staying in in your gap being gap sound is going to be a major part of this
0: yeah well and, and uh yeah you're gonna to have to be disciplined here well uh um you've looked at you've had a chance to look at some film on solon uh what do they do are they a pass heavy team are they a run heavy team are they a balance team what what is it? What kind of offense are they they going to try to run against it?
1: They um you know they run a little more than they pass, but they will throw the, the ball up. They run um, several different formations. Um, they've got a uh, kind of a we call it a, a rocky over formation where they've got a tight end and a wing on the same side, and um, they'll run it. They'll run it into the boundary. They'll they'll line up uh, their their doubles into the boundary. They do a great job of just mixing it up. They don't leave too many tendencies, I don't feel. So just trying to figure out kind of the, the offensive play collar, what he's trying to do, he does a great job of just mixing it up. And, and then they'll come out, they've got this little wildcat package where it's, it's heavy, um, direct snap, and here we come, stop us. You know, a lot of, a lot of beef coming for you, and, and um, they've had some success with that. But then they'll go to the end. They've got some really nice receivers. They throw some nice bubble routes, fast screen stuff. They're, uh, they're the complete package. They, they don't just uh, they don't put all their eggs in one basket. They can do it all.
0: Well, what are you going to have to do to be successful against this team? And do you think the fact that you are a little familiar with them uh, may, may uh, uh, give you uh, an opportunity here?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to play at a low pad level. That's number one. Because they're gonna, if they get up under us and, and drive us, which they're good at, uh, you know, run, run lanes open up like crazy. So we're going to have to play at a low pad level we going to have to keep our feet in the ground, anchored down. Um, we're going to have to be physical. I mean, match their physicality. We, you know that they're going to be extremely physical off the football, and we got to be ready to be physical right back. Um, we got to limit the explosive plays, um, whether that's a run or a pass. You know, we can't, we can't give up explosive scores and expect to stay in the game. Uh, and then, obviously, we're going to have to get after the football. The, the more times that we can get the football back to our offense – um keep their offense off the field usually it's 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 better right so um we're gonna have to create some turnovers and that's something that we haven't done a great job of this year so uh hopefully we start that now
0: yeah be, it'd be a great time for some of those to break out uh, well uh coach um there's a an enormous fee this year uh for the broadcast in the game is this game going to be on the the are you guys going to be able to to youtube this one
1: I believe so. I haven't heard yet. Um, I know just finding out Saturday or sorry Friday that we were going to be in. I haven't even talked to the AD really yet, so I don't know of everything that's going on. But uh, I know that uh, Fort Madison, uh, we at, at Fort Madison, got some great supporters and and people who uh, last year made it happen. So I wouldn't be shocked if they
0: do it again this year. Okay, well let's hope for the best. So everybody can see this game. But if they aren't going to be able to see it, uh, um, the seven o'clock game standard kind of thing, is there anything about this game? Uh, is there any beforehand things or, or, or any events in association with the game that you want to put out?
1: Uh, nothing that I know of. Um, I, I imagine that if if it is shown, Baxter Sportsplex will be uh, they'll be broadcasting it here in Fort Mass, and They've done a great job of hosting uh, watch parties for us all year, and we're very thankful for them.
0: Well, uh, you guys do a great job with your broadcasting, and let, let uh, I guess Nick Sinclair, and, yes, and and, and his team—they've done a really good job. You tell them uh, thank you from Round Guy Radio. Congratulations on an outstanding uh, uh, season that culminated in the playoffs. A well well deserved uh, uh, a playoff appearance here. Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go?
1: Nope. as always, thank you, and and thank you for everything that you do for Southeast Iowa football, and um always excited to talk to you
0: Real right. we got 12 uh uh teams that we cover pretty directly uh in the second in still in the playoffs and uh two more that we kind of indirectly cover so we're pretty proud of of uh southeast iowa and the, the whole round guy radio family that uh uh, uh teams that really step up and, and we're happy to be uh the, the bullhorn here we're a local podcast most of the year but during the playoffs we're a statewide podcast and we really get the listeners i got some breaking news before i let you go here okay. uh today sometime probably before noon we're going to hit 60,000 listeners uh oh wow what an accomplishment that's and great that, and that's 20,000 of that since the first game of the season uh wow. so uh really appreciate everybody in Fort Madison uh they're really highly uh they're way up in the list of towns that listen to round guy radio. Uh, and that's because you come on here with your, with your smooth uh, buttery voice and your, <laughs> and your compelling content. Uh, thank you for being with us. Coach. Hey, thank you. Rohans. High school football on round guy. Radio was brought to you by Iowa tire, of Fairfield, Iowa, Mike's auto sales of Muscatine, Kyoto transmission and repair Flint cliffs, manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent; Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa; Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa; B&B Propane; Richardson's Tech Solutions; and Farmers Co-op of and Vision Ag of Kyoto, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa. Soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland.